This is a podcast. Last time we had three statements for agree, disagree. We did. And I disagreed with two, and I agreed with one. So it'll be interesting to see if this balances out. I'm pretty sure you'll agree with one of these for sure, and we'll see about the other two. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, coming into this, did you expect that I would agree with you? I I don't know how much I thought about it. Um, I think you will probably at least disagree with one of these, and then definitely agree with one, and then one's kind of up in the air. All right. Okay, so let's get started and see what happens. Let's dive right in. Number four. Yes. There's no good reason why we cannot make a short We Watch Films style movie between now and December 31st. <laughs> um, I agree. There, Yeah, there's no good reason. I mean, it just needs time and, and uh, effort. And possibly Robert. And possibly Robert. <laughs> I mean, you know, it depends on, like, most of those movies we did were almost like reality show. I mean, we weren't, it wasn't like a scripted movie. It was pretty much, right. we were on vacation somewhere, and Robert filmed a bunch of stuff, and then we edited it into, you know, four minutes that, that was enjoyable to watch. Or we were crazy high on opium, and we decided to put robert's parents masks on our faces and like were you crazy high on opium no we weren't okay that video was odd i was looking for a good reason why we would do the weird dancing with the african masks on our heads and And speaking german uh yeah that was the uh b alarm yeah achtung achtung b alarm um it was that was a crazy one i do miss those i miss those and i also really miss where we would overdub a TV show. Like when we took the OC and we got rid of all the sound and it was just you, me and Robert um, doing voices. And then Robert would put in like sound effects and music. Do you think you have the ability to do that now? No, you don't No, No. Was there specific equipment that he had that made it? He had like the, the really good final cut or whatever. I mean the, the, the basic Mac movie stuff mm-hmm. is good. Like I did the road trip video just on that, and that was you know eight years ago. Uh-huh. But he had better like programs for mixing audio and stuff. But, but that the was other also like was, eight years ago. Well, the other thing was he had more knowledge of how to use those programs and more knowledge of like what to do. If I mean, if we just wanted to press play and hold a microphone between us and talk, we could probably do that. But like to really get it synced up well and all that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about, like, could you take a, a clip from a TV show or a movie, mm-hmm. strip out the sound, and then have us sit here and record stuff on top of it as a track? Yeah. Okay. Probably. I don't think it would be as professional. But I think well, we could definitely do something. Since when have we been about professional, Megan? Since birth. <laughs> since our professional birth. Okay. Um, I, I miss those. Those I were always so fun. And I feel like, I feel like it's something where... We could do it in a day, whether it's, you know, like the one where we went to Walmart or, right. or, the, or you know, just one where we screw around and do something or, or an overdubbing one. I think any of those are things that we could do within a span of a few hours. And it's true. You know. Yeah. Do you have an idea for one? I don't. Oh, okay. Not at all. I think that's what, that's what we need is like inspiration or ideas. Okay. I mean, like, look, we went to Bodega with you and me and, and Robert. And our spouses. Um, but, you know, 
I don't remember filming. I don't remember Robert filming anything. No, but I don't. I, I don't. It wasn't something we'd even talked about or thought about, really. Right. I mean, maybe they did some like when we were golfing or something, but I think it was just picture taking. Yeah. But I'm sure that if Robert is around, he and had time, he would be up for it. Yeah, that's the big thing. I think it's time. I feel like when we did those, I know I was still in school. I don't think Robert was. I don't think you were either. All right, so maybe you don't. Maybe, I was going to say, well, now that we're all you know grown up and have jobs and things, but I guess that's not it. It's just it's just the idea. We need the idea. I think I think we have the technology. I think we have you know what we need. The in time. Terms. Yeah, we can make the time. Yeah, I mean between now and December thirty first, whether you know like if it's something during Thanksgiving week or something during the, like Christmas break time or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm setting December thirty first as. The deadline of us making a film. Do you have a video camera? Yes. Oh, okay. My iPod is a video camera. Hey. Hey, now. I don't know how good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? It could be, no, it could be dangerous. Pub crawl. I said we should do a pub crawl. We mm-hmm. should film stuff as we're crawling between That's pubs. That's not a bad idea. I didn't say it was. How dare you imply. That's Otherwise, a good idea. Well, my stock's rising. <laughs> not only is it not a bad idea. <laughs> if I give you a couple of minutes, it'll be brilliant. I'll just pause for a couple of minutes then and let it marinate. Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we're done with that. Um, statement number five. Mm-hmm. Or two. So what's with the, wait, what's with the end of the year? Like, you want to debut it at some New Year's party or? No, I was just thinking, oh, I, I mean, right. I want to set some time frame and. I figured right. December 31st is as good as any. Before the year of 2010 is up, another We Watch Films project. Okay. Or, if Robert can't be a part of it, we make our own production company. Hmm. Interesting. Which we can think of titles for. Yes. Okay. Clever titles. Eh. I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm okay with them being obvious and not clever. Uh, number five. Okay. I think this will be an easy sell for you to agree with. I was an idiot for suggesting that Obama's election might be more significant than 9-11. <laughs> did you, in one of you our very first podcasts, that. I talked about the most significant uh, news story or event or whatever of the last decade. And you said the and election I went with the of rise to power of Obama, thinking that you know, things were going to be very different and that, uh, you know, like the racial issues were going to, were going to be something monumental and whether you believe that that change has occurred or not, I think at this point, I believe that it's still not as significant as I know. So when we, when you did originally, you said it was more important correct? and now you think it is less important. Significant. More significant, less significant. Were you an idiot for thinking that? I mean, when did... Well, I guess when we would have done this, he'd already been president for almost a year, right? It was it was last summer. Yeah. To summer 2009. I don't know if you were an idiot, but I definitely agree that, that in terms of news stories and things with far-reaching impacts that... Uh, that 9-11 was more significant than the election of Barack Obama because from what we've seen, it's just the same as usual about, you know, 
the legislature not being able to get anything done and fighting. Whoever has power wants to keep it. Whoever doesn't is just, you know, oh, impeach Obama. I saw this truck yesterday. Always impeach Obama stickers on it. And I mean, I swear, okay, this first thing in the morning, I swear one of them said, like, lynch Obama, which I was like, that's horrible. And I passed the guy and gave him the finger. Um, Did you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. But maybe it didn't really say lynch, but I don't know. You really gave him the finger? Yeah. And I did the thing. Just for the, just because of his yeah. political signage? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do it to the, the, uh, Yes on eight stickers too, which whichever one's the anti-gay one. Okay, yeah. Um, it's hilarious. I don't have to go looking for reasons to hate people. I don't have to have a traffic up. reason. Yeah, a uh, uh, freeway reason yeah. for uh, for flipping you off. So um, you're driving a Nissan. F you. <laughs> Here's the finger. You should have bought a Toyota. Uh, Buy American, damn it. I mean, it's just it's it it was an historic event. Electing the first African American president, but in terms of like its downstream impacts, I mean, unless like every president from here on out is also black, then I guess it would have had a, a significant impact. But in terms of the office of president and being president and accomplishing things, eh, what's changed? I I wonder if I wonder if that's just like how it's going to be as president. Like probably. Like who's the last president? And maybe it's not anyone really in our lifetime that we can point to as saying, this person became president and the world became a lot better because they were president. Or the nation became a lot better because they were president. Well, I think you could look at, like, Kennedy, even though, like, the civil rights uh, legislation wasn't passed until after he died. But I think he really got the ball rolling on that. And then the other thing about declaring that we will go to the moon and stuff, I mean. But that's like... 50 years 50 ago? 50 years ago. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, a good, powerful, monumental president is almost as rare as a Giants World Series victory. Right. Well, and I think the other side of the coin is look at how significant 9-11 continues to be. I mean, they're rolling out all these full body scanners and, right. and you know, TSA is going to cut my nuts next time I want to fly somewhere. Like you're gonna what? There's a thing where they're gonna like actually do hands on and like up your pant leg, you know, pat people down. And it, they make it sound they're like gonna cut your nuts. Cup. <laughs> they said they're gonna cut my cup. nuts. They might. <laughs> I was like, that sometimes. <laughs> if you think about it, it sounds pretty unpleasant. Some, sometimes I carry contraband in there. <laughs> Um, I thought you meant like you're bringing a bag of peanuts, and you're like, "Come on, let me have my bag of peanuts." And all these all these news articles make it sound like it's going to be like everyone, you know, like right now if you've got a cast or something, they pull you into that right. window room and you get felt. They up blow the air on you or whatever, or right. that thing, yeah. Or they wipe you down with those weird pads to see if you have explosives on you. But it, they make it sound like these, you know, actual hands-on pat downs are are going to be more frequent mm-hmm. for like everyone. Like I really thought here coming on 10 years on things would kind of get back to normal right and i could just fly somewhere on southwest you know and not have to go through a cavity search but it's apparently ramping up you know i remember thinking of it at the time and then thinking no nah, it'll eventually change in the same way and that was the way that we used to be able to wait in the terminal you like, wait at the gate wait at the gate for people coming back if you, you see them walk jet, off right. the jetway right and after 9-11, it was like, oh, that's that's gone now. But I remember thinking that it would eventually return. You know, but now I, I don't think that that's I'm true That I'm fine with. 
because you don't we don't need more people in the airport. Yeah, that's true. Like it's already crowded enough. But but I really thought that you know that the TSA would just kind of get out of people's way and let them travel again and and you know it, oh if we have to wait an extra hour in line the terrorists win whatever whatever the argument is I'd rather take the risk personally. I'd rather risk someone getting on my flight from Sac to Burbank with a shoe bomb, you know, which is never going to happen, than be that like inconvenience with all the stuff. You really hate inconvenience. I really hate inconvenience. <clears throat> do you think that? Do you think that uh, a West Coast attack is likely at all? I feel like whether it's whether it's the, for geographical reasons, like the fact that that you know it the East Coast is closer to those other parts of the world that are more likely to attack us or that they're more populated or whatever it is. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of these issues on the West Coast. Is it because they're afraid that Jack Bauer's there? Right. Gonna... Well, there's, you know, there's a strong counter-terrorist <laughs> presence here. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the East Coast is more denser populated. You know, I mean, LA has a lot of people, but they're spread out. It's huge, yeah. I mean, but I mean, if you're doing something at an airport, it's not like you're attacking everyone in the city. It's just you know, there's plenty of people at LAX, right? Right? Yeah. I I'd say like a sporting event would be the biggest target, you know, like a Super Bowl or something where you've got sixty thousand people yeah. in the stands plus all the people working and the people on the field and the people in the surrounding area. If I was a terrorist, for all you terrorists listening, <laughs> that's what I would do. I think we have a high terrorist listenership from this podcast. Probably. After uh, the uh, talking about Hitler and all those <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure someday there will be a terrorist attack on the West Coast. I don't think, I don't think the East Coast being closer to the Middle East is a factor. I don't know. I feel like it's just because everything's denser. And maybe it's easier to hide or something yeah i mean maybe new and new york and and dc are kind of more high profile cities yeah outside of la or maybe san francisco well it's not really and they feel more like governmental yeah like the united nations being right. in new york and and obviously dc whereas you know do the terrorists hate hollywood i mean i'm sure they do probably but you know i feel like the west coast is more of like a not as significant type thing and more just if you were if you were a, a terrorist from for lack of creativity and a middle eastern country mm-hmm. not that all terrorists are from the middle east or vice versa but would you hate new york more than you hated la or, or california i don't know i mean i feel like i would hate if i'm going on the like uh religious you know or social difference thing I feel like I would hate L.A. more because that's, you know, the the opulence and the, right. you know, the, I don't know, the 50,000 square foot mansions and the, the men with mistresses and things. Yeah, the, the, well, just like, the like lifestyle the, that's so, yeah, you so know, secular or whatever. Exactly. Then I would hate that more. But, but it seems that, like, the World Trade Center was targeted because it symbolizes the U.S.'s wealth or... or right influence in other nations or whatever for whatever reason that they picked that like but i feel like despite the wealth in new york mm-hmm. because it's so i mean maybe the fact that the wealth is so localized that makes it more of a target but i feel like the overall wealth i feel like there's more people that are miserable in new york than there are in la or california in general 
Yeah, probably. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Because, I mean, think about the weather. If you know, maybe, And obviously right. we're a little geocentric you know, in, in, in our ways because we're from California. But but if you're just looking like at a homeless person in L.A. versus a homeless person in New York. Right. The homeless person in L.A. doesn't have to deal with snow or really that much rain or that mm-hmm. much cold weather. Could yeah. live at the ocean. Indeed. If I was homeless, I would head... I'd head to San Diego. It surprises me that there. I mean, I guess maybe it's because they have there's so many um, like governmental benefits there. But it surprised me how many there are in like San Francisco. Yeah, this that's not really. You know, I live in LA. I live in San Diego. That's where I. Would live. Well, how are you going to get there if you're homeless? Walk. What? What are you, Forrest Gump? <laughs> Got nothing else to do. Yeah, but you <laughs> Take also a bus? like. Get enough recycling to pay for a bus ticket? Wouldn't you rather pay for a hot cup of soup with that recycling money? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe a, a fifth of Jim Beam? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like homeless people don't uh, migrate too much. I feel like wherever you became homeless, like that's where you're going to be homeless. Hmm. Because you're right. If I was homeless, I wouldn't want to stick around San Francisco. I, 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 I'd hop on a train. Right? Isn't that what, what they do sometimes? <laughs> oh, the hobo. Homeless? Hobos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with your stick and handkerchief totally. of worldly yeah. possessions. I'd, I'd hop on a train going south, and that'd be easy to do, right? Yeah. I mean, I may get woken up by a kick in the ribs and get thrown off the train by some dude, but at least some I've made it. kids would poke you with a stick. At least I've made it a couple hundred, hundred, hundred uh, miles or something. Right? hundred yards. hundred yards. <laughs> it's worth a couple hundred yards for that kick in the ribs. That's awesome. <laughs> Just dunk it in the car that has other people in it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'd take a Zeppelin. So you're a... <laughs> seems practical. You're Obama versus 9-11 thing. Were you an idiot to think that? I don't think... I don't think you were an idiot to think it. See, that was the one that I thought for sure you'd agree. What if I had said I was a fool? If you just left it at I was a fool? For suggesting oh, that. Oh, no. If, if you're tying it to... You know, when you, when you said, I think you're going to agree with this, I was just going to, of course, disagree on principle. Right. And But then you started with I was an idiot. And I was like, well, I can't disagree with that. Exactly. But, once, but yet, the I was an idiot is probably the part that lost me the agree. Yeah. Okay. I disagree on that one. Because of the context. All right. This is this is going to be an interesting one. Okay. Number six. So the final statement. I'm at two agrees and three disagrees. Correct. So I need to agree for the block. It's going to be for a the tough tie. One. It's going to be a tough one. Okay. The best calendar year of your life has already passed. Oh. That is. <laughs> wow. The best calendar year, the, the best, best January through December of my life. It's already passed. I don't know. It would be hot. Now wait, are you? Are do you feel this way, or you're just like spitting this out as a discussion topic? Just a discussion topic. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to agree with it because it's like my life's gonna suck from here on out, in a way. Right. But but I, on the other I mean, hand, you could say, what's coming? Like. You know, what could be so great? Maybe, you know, I win the lottery or something. I mean, you know, what? Mm. But, so if I agree, though, I have to pick a year, though. Not necessarily. Right, but I mean, I have to have, like, a reason for agreeing. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've had some good years. I was thinking about this earlier. Last year was great because I had a lot of good uh, trips. Like, our Mm -hmm. East Coast trip and with Idaho and we went to... Vegas for my birthday and went 
other places and whatever. Yeah. That was a good year. And technically, you can't get in trouble with the wife, because as long as you pick a year when you were married, you know. Right. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. My freshman year of high school was the best year of my life. I'm never going to top that. <laughs> the year the year I got married, and then we also bought a house that year, so I mean, that was a good year. See, I think for us, like, some people might say, oh, you know, when I have a kid or something like that. The fact that we're not going to have a kid means that, you know, it's not like I can, I'm, I'm going to say, oh, that's going to be the better year. Yeah, you don't have to, like, hedge your bets for right. that. Right. I really look forward to retiring someday. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're going to be an old man with gout and things like that. No, so. I'll be like 55. <laughs> what is, what's the earliest you could retire? I guess get, it depends on your job. Get like 401k payouts or whatever. I don't know. The best calendar year of my life has already passed. Well, I guess think about it this way. How many years have you been married? Uh, four? Okay. Question mark. Almost five, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're... 2006. We're coming up on seven. On Monday will be seven for us. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, I didn't get you anything. That's okay. Okay. I didn't get me anything new. Good. Uh, um, you know, like if you if you had a- if you'd asked if I'd asked you this two three years ago, mm-hmm. would you have said yes or like because you said it was that last year is a potential. I mean, know. there's lots of years that had good things about them, right? But I'm going to say no. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say the best calendar year of my life has not yet occurred. You're going to be an optimist. You wouldn't expect it, would I you? I wouldn't. Would you? Well, actually, I, I was expecting that you were going to agree with the Obama and disagree with this. Oh, so the net... So I thought I would get back to even, but... I think I think just because... I mean, like, you, you know, I don't have to nail down to, you know, 2003 was the greatest year of my life. Right. But, you know, I, I can't... Nothing's coming to mind to look back and say, that was a great year. You know? Okay. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that the, the best is yet to come. And and what's going to happen in that year that's going to make it so great? Move to East Sac? I'm going to move to East Sac. <laughs> uh, I'm going to win the Mega Millions. I'm going to buy a Premier League soccer team. Buy a Premier League soccer team and just uh, travel around and not work. Opulence, I has it. <laughs> I'll have little mini uh, drafts and things. That, oh man, that that would be one of the best things about winning the lottery. Would be like getting interviewed and being able to bust out that line on like a news, you know, like see on local news or whatever. Oh, that'd be so. Just cool. like I said about the reality show, like I wouldn't want to be interviewed. I would. I would want to be interviewed just to be able to, to bust out that line. I really wouldn't want people to know because then all of a sudden, like everyone you've ever known is knocking on your door and stuff. You know. Mm. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't even tell you. I wouldn't even tell Rachel. <laughs> For the divorce proceedings, of course. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't think I would tell people. I mean, obvi- it would become obvious, you know, when I bought up a block in ESEC and built some giant mansion on it. Yeah, we all hated you. You'd be like, "Hey, how are you financing this?" <laughs> Like, well, I, you know, I stumbled upon $140 million in the Mega Millions. Would you buy the New Jersey Knicks? No. The all-draft basketball team from 30 Rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. But I'm going to say that I haven't had my best year yet. So your future best year is dependent on you becoming independently wealthy? No, no, no. 
Of course not. I'm just saying, like, I've definitely had good years. But, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to look, like you said, you know, maybe I don't want to look back and say, like, yeah, nothing, nothing's going to top that. You know, everything's downhill from here. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I, don't think, I don't think agreeing with it is basically like saying the rest of your life is going to suck. You right, know, like, right, right, right. Like, for example, I was talking with Zach about this the other day and bringing it back to winning championships, okay? It, when, you, when you've gone for a long time without winning a championship and you win that first one, it's so great. So, like, for example, with the Giants this year winning their title, okay? Mm-hmm. If in the next 10 years they win three more championships, they're going to be great, but it's never going to be as good as that first one. Right. You know? And the players in that first one are, are you know, the heroes and the names right. you remember. And right. Stuff. Yeah. So I was saying this to one of my coworkers. I was like, you know, make sure that you really appreciate this time. It was like when the World Series was just starting. Because this will probably be the best sports moment of your life. Right. You know? And, and it's one of those things like looking back now when the Dodgers won in 88 and the whole Kirk Gibson thing, that was the best sports moment. And, and if they win now... It'll be awesome, and I'll be super into it, but I don't know that it will have as much meaning for me, even though I'm an adult and can appreciate it more, I guess. Right. I don't know that it'll have the same meaning as when I when it happened as a kid. Um, we were talking about it like in terms of uh, with Laker championships. When the Lakers won, I remember when they won in 87 and 88, you know, that period of time, um, but... Uh, when they won in 2000, that was probably the biggest one because I had been a fan and gone for, you know, more over 10 years without a title, and then they won. Then they won and won and won, and those were cool, but it was never as big right. as that first one. Right. So even with the last one, you know, Game 7 and everything such a big deal. It's still not as meaningful as the, as the first time. So in, in some ways, you can maybe look at it that way and say, you know, as great as these future years are, you know, even thinking about it for myself, you know, the first year we got married, we being my wife and I, not you and I. Right. Um, Our first year of marriage was <laughs> it tumultuous. Was, it was very tumultuous. It was lots and lots of makeup sex. But um, <laughs> anyway. I don't uh, know why you made me wear so much makeup. <laughs> but in your and Amanda's first year yes, of marriage. It was, it, you know, it was very simple. Like, I was still, I was like a substitute teacher, so I, was, I wasn't making a lot of money. We were living in an apartment in Natomas, you know, compared to where we live now, obviously not as great. Right. But that first year, you know, just really getting to know each other better and, and the simplicity of it all, that may have been my best year, you know? And, and these times we've had since, like... Things... Is it because I would come over constantly? Definitely. A man who would make uh, grilled cheese sandwiches? And that damn woman of yours wasn't around yet? No. Uh, nice. Uh, but, uh... Um, even even like the trips we've gone to Bodega Bay or New York or things like that have been so great, but I you know I don't know if it necessarily compares to those to- those kind of simpler times our first year and and things like that. So in some ways, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the future and and enjoying our our time in Isak or maybe someday if we move somewhere else or whatever happens, you know. Um, but for me, I might agree. I might think that. That not that the years aren't going to be great, mm-hmm. but I don't know if, if it if it can compare to that kind of memorable time where when we were first really. You know. I feel like every good year is just like practicing, kind of for creating some sort of perfect year. 
And I hmm. feel like you remember the things that work well, and that's and then you repeat them. You know, like uh, like the Monterey road trip we used to do in college. Like that was great. It worked right. well for us all the time, and we would do that year after year. And so I feel like. You know, I know, I know you're you, adding I, components yeah, that you want to be part. exactly, yeah. and and it's all kind of like you know this time I like this, I would do this again, or uh, I tried this, I didn't so much like it. And I know you didn't ask like you've had a perfect year, right. just your greatest year. But I feel like maybe every year and the things you do and and the situation you're in is just sort of like practice for some kind of idealized life. But at the same time, you know, there's got to be a moment. Or, or a point where it closes. Like, your best year ever isn't going to be when you're, like, 80 years old. Right. Right? Right. So, eventually, I feel like you create, then, that, that perfect thing and, and try to repeat it as often Do as you can. Do you think can. it could be when you're, like, 60 years old? Could be. Who knows? Like, you're retired, you guys, you know, travel the world for a few months or something like that. Me and that. my new wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you, uh, I guess you disagreed with me. I have. Maybe about as much as I would have expected. Who knew I would be so optimistic? I guess I should feel lucky to get as many agreeds as I did. Yeah. I'm very glad you agreed with, with the films one. I think that, uh, like, I like the idea. If it's easy for us to take a clip and record onto it, that could be something we could do, start doing regularly, too. You know, put those on our Facebook page or something like that. Yeah. You know. That's that doesn't require you know thirty minutes of someone's time to really focus on the true, and uh, they're always amusing. They, they're yeah. They're you get a lot of bang for your buck with those, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're quotable. I mean, and we, we still quote ourselves from the OC one. To we this day. didn't. We didn't script those, right? No. Do, do you totally... remember when we made the OC one? I do. We you went Robert and I. We went and bought some Rolling Rock beer. I remember. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> and we drank it because we thought, well, let's loosen up a little. And we we ran through it. I think I think we, we did had, some practice runs, didn't we? Well, I think we had already made. I think we'd already gotten the video clips assembled. Like right. we knew what video we we're going to use, and then right. we just went through like six or seven times, you know, just just off the cuff riffing on it, and yeah. then we edited from those tapes. Oh, the like best. The best. Okay. I mean, you can't really like. Oh, I liked my line here and your line here. You can't do it like that. Right. But it would be like in scene. In this scene, right. we we did this funny. But then I think in in take three, we did this other scene funnier, and and we just kind of merged it that way. Hmm. It <laughs> it was some significant effort, but so worth it. Yeah, it's still one of the greatest things we've done. Well, we'll have to. We'll that was our best it. year. Maybe that was our best 2003 year. Or I mean, because that was that was that could be it. I mean, that was when I when Amanda and I were first kind of hanging out and things like that. So it was kind of fresh, funky fresh, funky fresh. Yeah, and spending a lot of time at the wood, eating a lot of chisel fizzle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wiping Cheeto dust on the carpet. <laughs> it was always a pl- <laughs> it was always a treat to have you over. Uh, it was probably Dorito dust rather than Cheetos. Well, I didn't okay. really like the Cheetos. There were orange stains. Yeah. <laughs> there was stains go that... It's because I was hooking up with Snooki. Oh, gross. Getting her orange dust up. All right. All right. Well, on that, uh, on that note. I think that's been a successful round of Agree-Disagree. Yeah, that's a fun game. Yeah. Just well, like um, Roommate, Best Man, Boss, and, and all the games that you've come up with. Well, maybe next time you'll come up with some Agree-Disagree statements that I can... Uh, Agree or disagree with. 
One can always hope. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you'd agree with that, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you never know. We'll see. All right. Well, that's a podcast. That's a podcast. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree.